good to have everyone here. And I want to look at Colossians, Colossians chapter 3. And I want you to listen when I emphasize, because sometimes with these, these chapters, we've read them so many times, we no longer hear a word we're hearing. And so <coughs> it begins, Colossians chapter 3, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. You have died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. And then in verse 5, Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire. And verse 8, But now you also put them all aside. And then in verse 12, So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved. that They're just, you know, pecking here and there. I don't know if you see there is a line there, but it, it the line would come to, to vision in, in that word, therefore. It's amazing to me, if you get a concordance and look on the word therefore, you'd need a long time to read through all the texts because therefore is one of the major words of the New Testament. And and um, that's it. You, you got my text. My text is therefore. Uh, and um, the last time I preached on amen, it took me three hours. And so <laughs> therefore, um, therefore, it, it's the word, what well, I mean the word means, it means consequently. Therefore, you could say, well, because that has happened as a result of something, then this. Um, so consequences, therefore, wherefore. Um, and I'll say this, um, it is the forgotten key. If there was one word that the modern church has dropped out of the Bible, it is therefore. Uh, and that might sound extreme. I hope it won't when I'm done. But it stands in many of the epistles, those letters of Paul. Um, if you follow them and read them all the way through with your ears and eyes open, you will note that they go for about two chapters, depending on the epistle. This one it was two. And then on the third, it begins, or very close to beginning with, therefore. So you've got two chapters in which Paul, and of course if we read the original Greek that he wrote, it is without any punctuation. The man is boiling, and it just pours out of him. And then he takes a breath, and then he says, therefore. And after he said therefore, it crops up quite a bit thereafter, as if he's continually bringing you back, therefore. Or that one I just finished reading, as those who have... That is, because this has happened, therefore, um, as a consequence of all that I've just said in chapters 1 and 2, uh, this is the way it is, therefore. And you can find that pattern in Ephesians, for sure. And as I say, it crops up throughout the, the writings of the New Testament. Uh, it means that in those first two chapters, or three, or whatever it is, you have a revelation 
And it is. In Ephesians especially, it begins before the foundation of the world. And he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, and he goes on in verse 3, the, the, before the foundation, and actually the, the word there could be translated before the fall. That, that means Adam had nothing to do with this. It was all in progress before Adam showed up. The intention of God that we should be in adopted into the family of God. And then he goes on, we've been redeemed, we've been reconciled, he's pounding it away, and all for the praise of his glory. And um, I'm praying for you that your eyes be opened to see the hope to which you've been called, the exceeding greatness of his power, which is us who believe. And in, in Colossians, it's much the same. His words came to the grand conclusion, Christ is all in all. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Revelation, this is who you are. This is who you are. This is what he's done. This has been accomplished. And then there's that stop. Therefore, and, and that means in the light of that revelation, in the light of those two or three incredible chapters that tell you who he is, what he's done, well, the necessary and logical conclusion of that revelation, now we're going to look at that, what's it look like? And, and so therefore, because of all that, therefore, and it comes right down to how you handle your kids. It comes right down to how you approach the person you work for. It, it comes all down to the minutest details uh, in those chapters that follow, but it's always therefore, therefore, therefore. Because of that, because of that, in consequence of that. Uh, I use the word necessary. That's used in the Gospels. Do you remember when the elder brother was so upset that the father had put on the feast? The father said, Jesus in his story said, the father said, it was necessary that we rejoiced. And the Greek word there is very strong. It means in the nature of this case, it is absolutely necessary. It is incumbent upon us to do it. It's the same idea that something has happened. And because something has happened, it has a logical, a necessary, a therefore conclusion. Do you get where this word fits in? Um, and that's the, put, put the word therefore in there, and you see the, the greatness, you could say, of the gospel. That in the first two chapters, I see, I see, I believe. Well, once you believe in biblical terminology, that is to change. The change doesn't come afterward. Um, to Paul, when he was given the mandate of his ministry, it was to go and open their eyes, okay, so they're, they're blind, they can't see, nothing's happening, open their eyes so that they will turn from Satan to God and from darkness to light, and receive the forgiveness in it. So that, it isn't open their eyes. Now let's see if we can convince them. Once their eyes are opened, well, I've got it, I've seen it. And as soon as my eyes are open and I've seen it, so that you will turn. And and that's the gospel. Or another um, verse that picks up on this in Corinthians, said um, he quotes the Psalms, he says, I believed... Therefore, I have spoken. It's a logical conclusion. 
and the the equation could be put backward that i i don't i i don't speak if i haven't believed but if i have believed i will that it's it's not a, an add-on extra it's not the cherry on the cake that that see it you've got it your your life is in process of changing therefore it's got to be there it's got to be there um it it's behind therefore could be another question you're saying so what you you've seen all of this so what what's that got to do with me at home what's that got to do with me in the office so what well therefore we'll tell you straight away that that if this is if this is the truth and you've seen the truth there is a therefore that changes everything in the office and the home and everywhere you go it, it's got to be there you could say that the word therefore is like a shepherd that that leads us into the results of the revelation once once the truth is given therefore comes like a shepherd and said now this is where we go now your whole life has been forever transformed because of that revelation so now we get to snuggle into the therefore something's going to happen now therefore it's um it's like the balance of scales back in the days when you went to the um ranch store and you got your green or whatever you got and they'd have do you remember the scales maybe you don't they're old antique things now but we we even i was raised in england and we don't have ranches but we 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 had scales and they put the weights in one side and you 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 had a pound weight and you when you bought a pound of oats or something they put that on the other side and when they balanced well that balance is the therefore you see you you put a pound in that scale therefore you get a pound in this scale is balance if you don't get a pound in that you see you've been cheated this man's a fraud he, he, and and you see this is the point this has got to be there if if i don't have therefore in the middle of my life it, it means that i'm disconnected uh, i i believe all of this but it has no connection whatsoever to how i live okay you got it did you get it, it it's it, it's it's is vital that i i now live and you wouldn't imagine the number of people who live there it, it's there um i don't know if you remember francis shafer but he called it upper story thinking that that he hears this gospel in this he called it upper story meaning i'm living here it's there but there's no stairway between it just hangs there it's meaningless it's nothing and and the way i'm putting it is therefore would be the stairway that connects and grounds all that i believe into where i live you you go through the these epistles that i've been referring to especially and they speak of we're seated in heavenly places in christ yikes i mean what does that mean i'm seated in heavenly places in christ i live in you for me to live is christ christ in you the hope of glory i live yet no longer i christ lives in me what do you mean by that that's massive and 
those words in multitudes of people have become meaningless. That they can be read in a religious meeting and people are yawning and looking at their watch while they do it. It's meaningless. They're Christian buzzwords because they've been removed from therefore. Did you follow? I can say, seated in heavenly places in Christ, and by itself that means nothing, until I put, therefore, when you walk into your home, when you go into, therefore, is now I'm going to take that and ground it. That There's a verse, and I'm going to read it. It's one of those verses I'm sure you'd never read unless I read it to you. But um, the Lord is speaking to Ezekiel. And of course, uh, many have never even read Ezekiel, and I don't blame you. Uh, He was the weird prophet. But um, the Lord says to him, almost to comfort him, because he's about to throw in the towel. And the Lord says, But as for you, son of man, your fellow citizens who talk about you by the walls of the city and in the doorways of their houses... And they speak to one another, each to his brother, saying, Come on now, let's hear what the message is which comes forth from the Lord. And so they come to you as people come. They sit before you as my people. They hear your words, but they don't do them. For they've got lustful desires expressed by their mouth. That's what they talk about. Their heart goes after their gain. Behold, this is it. Behold, you are to them like a sensual song by one who has a beautiful voice and plays well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they don't practice them. And um, I think it's the me- the message. This is, um, yeah, New American Standard. Uh, chapter 33 of Ezekiel and verse 30. But in the message paraphrase, he, you know, he has a way of saying things. And he says, Ezekiel, get used to it. They look at you as a pop singer. And they come to your concert, you know, and they like the atmosphere and they like your song, but it doesn't touch their lives. It doesn't do a thing for them. That That's the Old Testament way of saying there's no therefore. They can hear everything you say, and they say, isn't that you've got a beautiful way of saying things? Isn't that just like God to say that? It's a wonderful atmosphere. We're in the house and then go home and forget every word of it. It's the same as in, in James, if you remember. He says that the, the man who looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is another way of saying the gospel in the face of Jesus Christ, and, it's a, and he sees, he sees there what manner of man he is. And he goes away, he forgets every word about it. And then he speaks of the other man who looks in and sees himself and is changed forever. It's the word therefore. Do, are you getting this that... Therefore, is that connection. It's that connection. Without therefore, the Christ event, the, the incarnation, the blood of Jesus, uh, the whole Christ event, without therefore, it, it becomes ancient history. And it really does. I'm not pushing that. It, ancient history that's filled with strange supernaturals, which, of course, once I've said it's ancient history, it could be legend, it could be myth, it, it's just it's, it's strange. It, that is historical knowledge. 
And that's the domain of professional historians and theologians and philosophers. But it's all meaningless to the challenges of the home and the kitchen and the workplace. Meaningless. That They talk about it. It goes nowhere. It's their hobby. They just talk about it. And having talked about it, they're satisfied that they had a jolly good time talking about it. And they argued and debated and they loved every minute of it, but it went nowhere because that kind of knowledge is an end in itself. It's going nowhere. It just is. And once I put therefore, suddenly all of that is no longer just empty chatter. It becomes deeply engraved into my present moment. I no longer talk about the incarnation in terms of 2,000 years ago. I talk about the incarnation as what it means in this throbbing present moment. It's engraved there. Okay, so I can have the revelation, but if I don't have therefore, it's going nowhere. But then you've got other people, and I think there's actually more of this kind that we would know, that their reading of scripture and their understanding of the gospel comes after therefore but with no reference to it and so there's a lot of people this morning listening to messages that says now you you've got to get rid of anger and you've got to stop being bitter and you've got to try and love one another more and they would say, but the Bible says that. And I said, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible never tells you to stop being angry. Never tells you to try and love your neighbor. Never. The Bible says, therefore, put away anger. Now there's the difference. It is not saying you try. It is saying because of what has happened, because of who he is and what he's done, and because the Spirit is given, therefore, it's a totally different, totally different. But we have, and I, I say a lot more people, you know, it's the whole movement um, that, uh, what would Jesus do? And, and how, can, how can I say that's wrong? I mean, that's a, of idea, <laughs> ideas is a jolly good idea. But then it does say in Proverbs, there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I can't really criticize a Pharisee, not really. I, I mean, I'd prefer to have a Pharisee as my neighbor than a tax collector. It, it's, face it, it's, what, what's wrong? Well, if you're just looking at what looks okay, yeah, that, we're not talking. But you see, in, in the gospel, we're not talking about right and wrong at all. We're talking about life, and Christ is our life. It's different, you see. Um, and all behavior and behavior change in the New Testament is about the life of Christ. And it can never be considered as my life until I've hit that therefore. That takes me back to look at that revelation and realize, okay, therefore, because of that, Christ lives in me. And now... I live his life, which puts away anger and bitterness and puts on love. Um, so therefore, now connects me to the solid foundation that is Christ our life. 
If that isn't so, then we have religion, which is a futile, underscore that, futile attempt to try and be like Jesus. You can't. And you, before we begin, you know that. Um, it, it's what you have is moralism. And again, if I've got to choose, I'd prefer to have a moral person around. But that's not the gospel. The gospel isn't about right and wrong. The gospel is about the life of Christ. It is not, therefore, being moral. It's not just being nice. It is, is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so there is no Christ life behavior without therefore because therefore will take us back there and there is no christ life behavior until therefore because if i'm just studying all that he did it's mere religious history it's going nowhere i say again the tragedy of the church in these last many years uh, is they've dismissed therefore most of our denominations are because of that. We we got hold of some bit of doctrine, and, and that was it. Now we're going to argue that doctrine, and we're going to snarl at each other because you don't see what I see. It's got no practical conclusion in terms of life. The only thing it does is divide and upset it's a moralistic life with no roots whatsoever in the living Christ. And it's interesting, I don't have time to go into it, but if you read First Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus, and specifically chapter 1, verse 4 to 6, chapter 6, 3, 4, 20, and then in 2 Timothy 2, 14, 16, 17, 23, Titus 3, 8, 9, that's a lot of scripture, but that's the point. Those, le those letters, Timothy and Titus, were written to the emerging church. Like in the Acts of the Apostles, you've got the exploding church. But now we've settled down and we're, we're now meeting now. And we've got bishops and deacons and it's, it's taking shape. And what is it? Paul writes to them. And obviously you took in all those verses. He's, it's all about, he says, they're, they're, they're drifting away into what he called empty chatter. They're arguing about nothings. And, and he's sending Timothy and then Titus to bring them back to the reality that Christ is their life. And not all this nonsense, having endless debates about the law and prophecy that's got nothing to do with today. Um, I, I don't need to expand on that. You know what I'm talking about. You, you, you can divide a city on nothing. Uh, and that's what he's saying. You, you've lost the therefore. All that you say is just to keep saying it. It's going nowhere. You put in therefore and it changes everything. Because real doctrine in Christ will lead you to love one another. So, And so, therefore, it, it sums up. And it calls for consequential action. You've got to do something in the light of the revelation that Christ is all in all. You've got to do something. And notice that that therefore is always connected 
Now you gotta, don't know how to say this, cause it's, we're, we're talking on a razor's edge here, but the therefore is connected with the person of the living Jesus. If you don't have the therefore, you will find that you'll have a message. Do you see the difference? You're not any longer talking about the living Jesus. You're talking about a message that you've developed. As he recedes further back into history, you're left with this message that you've got. Um, And then, of course, that leads to formulas. If if you do this and this, um, I have some very close friends who, when I first met them, and, and their whole message was Christ in you, Christ your life. Today, um, they talk about the formula for successful Christian living, which is Christ in you. So, But it doesn't work because Christ isn't a formula. Christ is the person and therefore is connected with the person, the living person who is our livingness. Christ, our life, is the living Jesus is the new mankind. It's, it's not a message. Jesus is. Connect with Jesus and you're in, you're part of, you're expressing the new mankind. Um, he is the new creation. He doesn't make it. He doesn't give it. He is it. Do you see? Um, he became our sin. I think this emphasis, I've got to spend an hour on it, but... Um, you know, some some believe Jesus did something for us, and that you, you could hardly argue with that. But what he did for us, okay, I'll agree he did something for us. But what did he do for us? What he did for us was do, do it as us. Um, he it doesn't say merely that he took away our sin. It says. He became sin. Big difference. He became us. It isn't that he stood alongside of us and said, I'm doing something for you. He became us. And our situation became his situation. And he went into death. And when he came out, he carried us with him. Our situation now is his situation. It's different. Uh, He became us. It's the person that we're talking about. Um, He included us into himself. And you remember he said to the disciples, where I'm going, you cannot come. I've got to do this alone. How could he ever take us into death and us come out of it? We never would have made it. But he became us. And in his humanity, experienced death, even as in his deity, he overcame it. Do you follow that? He took our sin because he's one with us. But then he who is the Son of God says, Father, forgive them. He become, It all happens inside of him. So it is not our flimsy faith. It's it's what he did, and he did it in himself. He took our sin. He got rid of it. 
He took the bondage of sin. He broke its bonds. There's no if there, you know. It's, and I say it again, it's not founded upon our flimsy faith because if it's a matter he did something for us, good. Um, Now what do you do? Well, you've got to have enough faith. Do I have enough faith? No, you don't. So that means you better get saved every Sunday night and every Wednesday just to make sure of it. It's a, and God forbid you die on Tuesday. It's you know it, it's it's a flimsy faith. It's it's here today, gone tomorrow, and, and now we we try and and get it for today all the time. Try to get it. Try to get it. Where if it's what He did because of who He is, it doesn't depend on me. I I, I trust Him. I trust him as the one who has done it. And when I trust him, it's because my eyes have been opened. And when my eyes are open, the metanoia takes place. I've become that person. I see it. I see it. And the, the fact that I can sit here and you can sit there listening to me, that we have literally, historically, truth, reality being included into Christ and the act of Christ what he did and what he did alone brings us into the same fellowship with the Father that he knows to be in the same Holy Spirit that was upon him there better be a therefore there or we'll go to lunch and talk about football you know, it, it's, you follow me? It, if there's no therefore, that doesn't connect to me in, in this. But, but that, that's the whole point. Um, it is saying that that being the case, that being the case, then, therefore, so if that is the case, then the consequence of that must be the therefore leads us on into surely as that is truth so surely this is truth and you can't separate the two it's it means that if this is the case if that's the ultimate reality well therefore we will abandon ourselves to this jesus is is there any other thing to do if if this is the case then we abandon ourselves to him and, and if that is the case then my thinking my imagination my attitude my conversation my behaviors they will begin to conform to the new world that's come into being through what he has done the the two are one it, it, it fits together um and as i read um, the other word he uses there that because you're dead with Christ there you have it again because that is so then you consider your earthly members to be be dead and no longer do they go off on their self for self um, adventure it's all changed because of that it isn't that you look at yourself and say I've got to change it is I look at what he has done and said he has changed me Therefore, I 
therefore, therefore, therefore. It's got to be. Um, and, of course, the life that I once knew was characterized by self for myself. We can give a whole list of negative behaviors, but really all of them equal self for myself. And once it's self for me, I'm capable of anything. Well, if I am now, and that if is in the light of I am, because I am now one with, joined with, Christ is my life. He is self for others. A totally different kind of love. But that being the case, therefore it is necessary that my life conforms to who I really am. The therefore, you see. Um, and so it means that, well, I, I don't have to argue as to whether I should love you. Um, might be a challenge, but it's a done deal. I, I, I don't have a choice about that. And um, I just yield to the Holy Spirit to, to do this. It's a natural... Uh, that's the point. It's a natural in this world where I'm joined into Christ. Um, so to put away, which other words, I didn't read them all there, but it says you put away, you put away. And it's strong. It says you fling it away. That's the Greek word there. It, it's as if you found that your, your clothes were full of fleas and you throw it away. How could I have ever been wearing this? It is now totally the opposite of what I know. And you fling it away from you. Why do you do that? Because these behaviors cannot coexist with the Christ who carried them to death. It's in the nature of the case. It's necessary. It's logical. It's therefore. Of course it's therefore. What else could it be? Why do the leaves fall off the trees in the fall? Well, because there's new buds already about to push through. It's a new life to get rid of the old. Why, why do the snakes down there in the pasture, um, why, why when you go down there at certain times of the year, you see their snake skins hanging on the, the barbed wire or anything else that would be scratched on? Why, why is it? Because they grew a new skin. And if you've got a new skin and the old one is on top of it, it must be a very sad situation, driving you crazy. I've got to get rid of this. And so like any decent snake, you'll begin to rub up against anything you can rub to get rid of the old skin. That's what put off means. It means a new you is here. Why? Because of what he has accomplished. That being the case, get rid of your old skin. Get rid of the old leaves. It's not you anymore. It was last year, but it's no longer you. And so it says, put on. Put on this new life of, of love. And it, it delineates love, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. Don't hold bitterness. But it's interesting, put on. To us, I mean, I put on this jacket this morning. And why do you put a jacket on? I suppose to hide the shirt you're wearing. I, I don't certainly to hide your naked body. But that's not the meaning there. This is a Hebrew expression. And you can read it in Isaiah fifty nine seventeen When it is speaking 
are of the Lord himself. And it says, the Lord put on righteousness. Well, it didn't mean that an unrighteous God reached for a cloth and put on righteousness. Put on righteousness meant he manifested who he really is. Do you get it? So when he says you put on love, it means that's who you are because you're in Christ. So therefore, show it out who you really are. You see, um, therefore confronts us with the fact that everything that we, we call the gospel, this Christ event, it's not a religious game. And I... That, that's bigger than my words just said. The, because many people look at it as a game. A serious game. But a game. And they enjoy playing it. You know the thing, and forgive me, um, I come from another generation, another world, but they tell me that kids and even grown people sit in front of their computer all day long and play games. And other people watch them play games. And even send them money to play games. That, that goes over my head. It's beyond my comprehension. But, but you see, if I go to an organization called the church and go through all of this gospel and nothing changes in my life, well, that's a game. And for some people, it's a fun game. I mean, people will talk about the doctrines of Christianity and there's, there's no therefore to it. They just enjoy talking about it and fitting it together and they they bring in the hoo-loo-loo-loo-loo-la music to, to make everybody feel good and, you know, flashing lights to make, make believe you're in a Las Vegas. And, and you've you got this game going where we talk about this week after week. Nothing happens. It's a game. And, and we'll even give a tenth of our income to keep the game going. You know? Really. I, I'm very... It's, and we got so used to that for someone to come in and say, time out. This isn't a game. It works. It Christ really in you does go to your place of work, you see. They can they can put you out for that. That that's upset the game. <laughs> we should do something about it. And so the therefore, let me quick to say the therefore is connected to what's gone before. That's what, when you see therefore, you want to see what it's there for. It, it, it takes you back. Well, what do, what takes me back? It takes me back to the love of God from before time. It takes me back to the more abundant grace that wouldn't give man up at the fall. It takes me to the incarnation. It takes me to God inside of our darkness, refusing to leave us until he's found us. 
if therefore is connected to that, then I am in the same level of supernatural. And supernatural, I choose a poor word to describe what I'm talking about. It's the God act. And, and, and now I'm in the Holy Spirit, who is part of this. Holy Spirit is not the cherry on the cake. The Holy Spirit, the therefore, is part of this. It was never meant to be upper story. It was always part of our history. And that means that when I read therefore, I am thrown back onto the Holy Spirit, that this life in Christ is only lived in and through the Holy Spirit, not by my trying. So therefore takes me beyond my comfort zone. The Holy Spirit takes me, therefore, takes me beyond all my religious flesh trying. I'm in a world now I'm not used to. This this is a different, this is not seven steps to, this is, this is a free fall. Therefore, you've got to be kidding. You, you mean that word? What? I've never been here before. I've tried to love. I've tried to do what would Jesus do. But to, to mean really Jesus is inside of me through the Holy Spirit, that's enough. I don't know how to live this life. And it is, I call it free fall. Um, I'm falling into a way of life that I'd never considered was a possibility. I, I've just gone through the wardrobe in Narnia, you know. You know I've gone down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Oh, biblically, I've come to where eye has not seen and ear has not heard is never entered into your heart. We are actually putting on. And we're putting on because that's who we are. We're putting on the God in human life that comes to us in Christ. And we're doing it by the Holy Spirit. We're not, we're not hoping it might happen. We, we're not trying to mean it, say it, in a different way to get it to happen. We simply trust him that he did it. And if he did it, well, therefore, therefore. And after that, it says there um, in, in what I read in Colossians, your life is hidden with Christ in God. You are a walking secret. In fact, you went invisible because you, you no one can fathom where this flow of life comes from. They don't know where you get this love. How can you be joyous in such a time as this? How can you have peace? It passes human understanding. Yeah, you've gone secret. <laughs> it, it, it means they cannot fathom your life, your strength, your wisdom. They cannot fathom your love because you are living from an invisible Christ life that only becomes visible in its effects. It's like the wind. How do you know it's windy? You can't see it. The only way you know it's windy is you feel it on your face and you see the trees bow down and you see the waves go up and you, you say it's a windy day, but you can't see a jolly thing. It's invisible, made known only by its effects. Christ, my life is invisible. Sometimes beyond feeling too 
because you, you don't live this by feeling. And yet the effect is a new attitude, a new seeing, a new worldview, a new intention, new behaviors, new words, new conversation that begin to move out into your life. And at that point, the gospel ceases to be fantasy. Because if you haven't got the therefore, let's be very honest, sometimes it does just seem a fantasy. That, that's why Jesus says in, in what we call the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. That petition there is not so much asking for forgiveness as taking in the whole of forgiveness, which is I'm forgiven, I forgive. And if I don't forgive, I never know I'm forgiven. You notice that? If you really have problems believing God has forgiven you, I'll guarantee there's somebody in your life you haven't forgiven. If if you take the forgiveness that God has given you in Christ, which is for all mankind, and you've seen it and stop singing about it and stop blabbing about it, put the therefore in there, the therefore means then I go and forgive my world. I think you got that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Love one another as I have loved you. First of all comes his love, but I can't grasp his love until I pass it on. Then I got it. Then I got it. And and so therefore, suddenly it's no longer fantasy. I'm doing it. I'm in the middle of it. And as I said, it's not a challenge to, to try. If you leave out the therefore then all you've got is try hard. But put the therefore in, it's not a challenge to try. It's to actively trust and hope in Christ that he is my life and he's being himself in me. That carries a tremendous boldness. If I'm trying in religious flesh, well, I'm not too bold about it because I'm not too sure about tomorrow. <laughs> really, all I can all I can say is I'm trying, I'm trying, and, and then I feel I'm being beautifully humble. You know, who who would ever say I live the Christ life? No, that's pride. I, I'm such a humble man. I don't know if I'll make it till this afternoon. That's how humble I am. You see, but the fact is, true true humility. You know, the Bible actually says I boast in God. Uh, it, it's it's not not that. Um, also, that boldness is because, as I said before, I am rooted in what Christ has done, not in what I've done. I'm not rooted in did I have enough faith on Sunday night when I marched forward for the four hundredth time? Did, did did I have enough faith? I don't think I did. So I better try again on Wednesday. And, and the whole thing is, I hope maybe perhaps I think I. Whereas if he did it, he finished it, and now he lives in me, his life through the Spirit, it's not based on my faith. I'm sure I'll get emails over that one. But (laughs) I, I trust, I trust his faith. I trust his intention and his finished work. And so therefore, now begins to direct our path. We're directed by this overarching therefore. It's because of everything he is, everything he's done, the whole intention of God love, therefore. 
it opens us up to expect at the beginning of every day the empowerment of the Spirit. I expect that because of his faith and trusting. And he governs our mind and our thinking, our imagination, everything. Therefore, and it's intensely personal. Um, these were at the, the the beginning. These letters were written to the churches in various cities, and we better you know realize they were not mega churches. They were persecuted churches who lived many times in hiding and secret. Many times it wouldn't be many more than a sitting here in Bandera, just a little group of people. It was very personal. But Andrew pointed something out um, a little while ago, and it's worth repeating. Um, At the end of Colossians, that's the epistle we're talking about, um, everything I've said in the last hour, the, the greatness of God's work, and our joining to that with the therefore life in the spirit. And and right there at the end of the epistle, he's giving a list of remember me to, remember me to. Um, and one of them is the church that meets in her house. And here's this eternal act of God, that this incarnation that split history. And it comes right down to remember to that little group in the house. Uh, they, they are the, you know, that, that's as personal as it can get. Um, it, it arrests us individually. It takes a grasp on me and challenges me with the light of Christ. See, I, I'm one of those fellows who could be caught in the first group I talked about. I, I'm a theologian, see, and um, we, we've got a disease. It, it's an anti-therefore disease that I could sit and talk with other theologians for weeks and we'd go away and just say we had a jolly good time. It, it's, and I'm being very serious here. I, well, I won't go to the whole story, but I was on track to go to Cambridge University in England and um, that didn't come about. But I went to Cambridge three or four years later, and it's so different to over here uh, because there was nothing here, what, 600 years ago. So, but in England, you know, our history began about 2,500 years ago. And, and so when you go to like Cambridge University, it was founded in 1200 or, or 13, and they haven't changed the chairs. And so <laughs> the people have sat in them for since 1300. The, the chairs have got this scoop out where people sit and have sat for these generations. And you sm- the whole city smells of books and study. And, and I found myself... I was like like a, a drug addict that had found an unending cocaine supply. I, I, I'm very serious. I realize if I had gone to Cambridge, I'd still be there. Um, it's a hobby. It's a game. It is. Knowledge can be a game. 
Um, you can talk about it, write about it, think about it, write equations about it and formulas about it. I don't do absolutely nothing about it. And so I, I have come to the point of thanking God that he stopped me from going to Cambridge, though it was in the most upsetting way. But I, I really mean that. That when I, when I talk what I've said this morning, I'm the one that could well live my whole life without a therefore. And I would just live there in the first two chapters. That's my challenge. And then, of course, there's the others who think they can live the last two chapters without therefore. We're all here somewhere, you know. And it challenges us. And it's how we look at therefore that's the beginning of metanoia. That's where the radical change takes place. That, that's, and if you're new to us, metanoia is the Greek word that has been wickedly translated as repentance. Repentance is a word from the depth of corrupt religion. It means, the word repentance in English, means to repeat, repeat penance. Do penance, do penance, do penance until God notices you. And it came to us from, again, the, the medieval times. The Greek word metanoia should never be translated repentance. It means a radical change, if not exchange, of your mind. You see things totally differently. And it, it begins with therefore. See? All of this is true. Therefore, I look at my life and it can never be the same again. If that's true, of necessity, logically, my life has got to change, if that be true. And of course, if you've seen it, you're believing it. So it, it's logic, challenge. It therefore is the call to stand against myself with Christ. Because in that, therefore, I'm seeing a life I cannot imagine living. And so I have to stand with Christ against my own, what, past, my own natural way of thinking, and trust him as the truth, and hear him say, we're in this together, this is it. And so, therefore, is a very immediate word. It's, it's now. Whatever revelation of God we have had in the last hours, weeks, there is a therefore that's pressing at the door to say, in the light of what you've just seen, where, where do we go from here? Um, and that is going to take us way beyond our comfort zone. And so, I guess that's it. I've landed the plane. <laughs> it means we get out of the plane and facing us is therefore <laughs> amen father we thank you you didn't only reveal yourself in jesus you reveal yourself in your beautiful holy spirit who is now speaking therefore inside of us that we become who we are and our lives become a manifestation of your finished work and so into your hands we commit our spirit and give you thanks that Christ is all in all and in him is who we really are. Amen and amen. <laughs>